0: There's a quote I love, and it is, our greatest work is that which we wish had been offered to us when we were in our deepest pain.
1: Welcome to Through the Tuttle, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I are joined by former Major League Baseball star Jim Abbott. We discussed with Jim how the challenge of growing up with one hand missing gave him the ability to inspire kids with similar disabilities when they would come visit him at big league ballparks. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages.
0: So, Jim, lots of kids would come to the ballpark with disabilities, uh, I think, identifying with you um, in many ways and um, connecting with you at a deep level, um, thinking that that would help them move through their situation. Any one story uh, stick out in your mind that uh, you recall?
2: Uh, It would be hard to nail one story down. Yeah. other than to say, you know, it was a different time, it was a different, you know, era. And I never knew how many kids were like me, to be honest. Mm. Um, I had no clue about that. Uh, And, you know, as I played in college, and, you know, I was the human interest story of the week for a while there. I went to, you know, was on all the shows. A lot of columnists came and wrote these flowery pieces. It still didn't prepare me really for being in the major leagues and the the attention. Um, And and what's beautiful about it is how many people watch these games and connect with these games around the country in places that have nothing to do with the team you're playing for. And so every town we went to, there became a, a family or two or three you know, who would show up in Oakland or Baltimore or Texas or New York, or Boston, didn't matter. Um, and so, you know, those meetings that we had and, and um, you know, seeing a little boy or a little girl, uh, it really brought back a flood of emotions, you know, both good and bad, you know, um, because I use sports to fit in. You know, I, I was born differently, and, and sports called to me to be in a locker room, to be a part of something, to be with my team, right? That, that, that gave me great satisfaction and fulfillment. Um, and those meetings, in some ways, drew me away from that. You know, I would be with my team playing cards or, you know, listen to music, and, and you know, they'd say, well, there's somebody down by the dugout who'd like to meet you, and, or outside the clubhouse. And I'd always go and, and I always, you know, never walked away uninspired or, you know, completely fulfilled in a different way. Um, but there was a mixture of emotions there. You know, it was like, um, what is this about? You know, what, what's the power of playing and, and what's the purpose? And, you know, is it be just being as good as you possibly can be or can you try to inspire people? So... Um, I was lucky to be in that position, and and like I said, um, not quite prepared for it either. I didn't I didn't know how prevalent and often those meetings would be. When you were growing up, your your
1: parents would tell you that you were special. Uh, as a kid, did you believe it?
2: That's a great question. I'm I'm not sure, Jack. I, um, my parents told me I was special, or made me believe that, and maybe not the way you might think. Um, I, th- I think their message to me, my dad used to always say to me, what's been taken away once will be given back twice, mm-hmm. which I think is the same thing as saying you're special. Like, right. you know, m- more has been given to you than was taken away. Right. And mm-hmm. he really believed that, you know, and, and I think he, what he was trying to say, and my mom would try to say, was that I was up to the challenge of growing up differently, of, of having to do things differently, of being born with one hand. So they made me feel as though I was up to that. If that's being special, then that's being special. But um, I think that was their mission. And they did it very instinctually. They were very young. Um, so uh, I marvel at them. That My parents are my heroes, and you speak of greatest gifts. I believe my parents um, you know, were, were an incredible gift in my life. Do you think on some level they knew that uh, anything you did,
1: not make it to the major leagues, because as an eight-year-old, I don't think they're thinking you're going to make it to the major leagues, Um, but do you think that they saw that you could be that inspiration to other people or to other people who are having a hard time? Was that part of it? Was this idea that you have an empathy because of a challenge that you particularly have?
2: I'm not not sure. Um... I think it was such a struggle for our family <laughs> right. early on, you know. Just to I, figure it out? I, I, we were just trying to figure it out, yeah. you know. We were just, they, they were trying to figure out, they gave up a lot. My dad had to go to work immediately. Um, you know, my brother was, my brother and I were young and, and um, you know, they had to figure out a direction. My mom went back to law school when I was in uh, middle school and I remember her staying up through the night and, you um, they did a lot of things, I think, that are very inspirational, but I don't think they did it to inspire other people, you know, right. who were just they, trying to... Make ends um, meet. Yeah. yeah. And for baseball, for me, I just wanted to make the Little League team. And then after that, I wanted to make the, yeah. you know, the the uh, uh, you know junior high school team. And then the varsity team seemed so far off. And then mm-hmm. there was a really great Connie Mack team in Flint that I wanted to play for, and I... You know they had the coolest uniforms and the coolest jackets, and and I wanted to, and I'm, you know, I was asked to play on that team, and and so it always seemed very incremental, right? You know, the right. the, the motivation and the and the the ladder, so to speak. Uh, and it wasn't until, you know, I really kind of got to college that, you know, these magazines and different articles started coming around that you started to get a sense that people were attaching themselves to this. So so Jim.
0: When do you think, um, as, as a young person, because there's, there's other people that are going to be watching this that um, have their own issues that they're dealing with? For you, when do you think um, you overcame whatever the, the disability you had that, you know, I can do this, whatever it is? I've got, I got this thing called life. Was there a moment, or was it just like you said, incremental? Was it a subtle thing that happened over time? Because people can go the other way, absolutely, right? Yeah. In a heartbeat, uh, and there are two ways to go in life for everything. But because you had this issue, you had to overcome. You know, it'd be easier for somebody to just throw in the towel and say, "I can't do this." Was it your parents' love and support? Which it sounds like it was that helped you. But but you had to internally embrace it at some point in time.
2: Oh boy, that we. <laughs> That's a, that's a very, very good question. Um, you spoke of greatest gifts, and there's a quote that I love too uh, from an author that I love, Cormac McCarthy, uh, in his book, All the Pretty Horses, said, you know, those who have endured some misfortune will always be set apart, mm-hmm. but that misfortune is their gift and their strength. Yes. And I don't know that I came to that realization until much later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, being born differently seemed like a little bit of a burden to me and not much so much as a gift when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, sure. in, in maybe unconscious ways. You know, I was battling, I was fighting, mm-hmm. I was ambitious in ways that I maybe wasn't always proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until later that I started to become more comfortable in my skin and more able to understand that those things in the, in and of themselves are gifts you know that so the journey of being born differently and 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 finding you know moving past the temptation to hide my hand in my pocket in social situations sure. um, you know being around my kids and my kids friends and what did they think and um, and being able to to embrace it you know it's a it's a it, I, I, honestly I don't know that I could have there were times in my life when I, I'm very surprised that, that would, I would ever come to that comfort. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful for that. And, and it took, you know, a lot of thinking and introspection and it took success and it took failure for me to find that.
0: And, and belief that there's much more inside than what physical thing that you were dealing with right and belief in yourself belief in in gym you probably got a lot of you know from your uh, the kids kids can be ruthless right when you're growing up and there are again just to state there are probably uh, many many people in society that are um, the victims of of others their age and children that are poking fun at them for whatever reason you had to have some internal strength and belief at some
2: you know to get you through that I think there's a lot of gratitude, to be honest. Um, You know, I had such wonderful people around me. I I really did. And, And I had great parents, and I had great coaches. I had mentors. I had friends. I had teachers. And I could tell you story after story after story of times when I felt what you're describing on a playground. And there was someone who came to my defense. There was someone who was there... Who pulled me onto a team and said you're you know you're going to play quarterback? And I said, well, I never played quarterback before. And I said, well, you're going to back up and be on the varsity team, and all of a sudden I was on the varsity team playing quarterback and trying to figure out That's how to awesome. get the snap and the handoff to the left and right. all those different right. things. Right. Right. Um, so over and over again, I was surrounded by those kinds of people who weren't going to take no for an answer, who believed that there was a solution. The the strength, inner strength that I had came from all those interactions it came from all that generosity that we're going to find a way you know we're going to find a way to do this you know and 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 i'm a little bit stubborn in that way you know i, I still on a golf course think yeah. i could you know all right i'll find a way to get out of the sand trap or you know Absolutely. there's a way to hold the club or pot or whatever it is and so um you know, I really benefited from people who were creative and believed that there was an answer. That there's, you know, let's just dig deeper into this. And so, um, yeah, I was. I was people to have that, that
0: would that be your advice to to, to people, uh, like when when you met these other uh, kids at the ballpark, whatever. I mean, what what did you say to them? What kind of uh, insight did you give them? Encouragement or whatever? Yeah. I I start with creativity.
2: You know, you're going to you, you need a certain attributes, you know, to fight your way out of something. And it, I believe it's the foundation of it is creativity and open-mindedness. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a lot of letters from kids, you know, how did you switch the glove on and off? Right. And, you know, from chain, throwing and catching with my left hand. Right. Um, I do it in my own specific way. And I still... There, there was, was no manual for that. No, there was no manual for that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah. I, that's, it's kind of a lousy you message just kind to of send. Like I don't know. I don't know how you can do it. Right. Right? I mean, you can try what I do. Right and and I've met kids who do it exactly the same way and I've met kids who do it differently and do it faster than I did Right, you know Um, Creativity is the answer, but but hold the bat the way you feel like it's important to hold the bat. Try different things Yeah, yes, and you can do it differently and still do it just as well Right and 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 that's the message. You don't have to do it cookie cutter You don't have to do it the way everybody else does it and but you can still get to where you want to go with a different solution this applies to everybody, by the way. Yeah, This is just uh, not 100%. somebody that has any kind any of disability. Right. It applies to right. everybody. Right. We You've got to be who
0: you are, yourself, figure it out for yourself. You can take all this information from the sky or from other mentors, other people that tell you, oh, do it this way. But ultimately, we all have to do it our own way. Yes. That's right for us.
2: Yes. And that's what's beautiful. that's what's beautiful about baseball, I believe, um, is that there's just so many different ways about finding success so many different body types you know so many different attributes that you can bring to a team it could be speed could be power could be you know a breaking pitch could be your enthusiasm that you bring to a locker room you know all those 25 different components that make up a major league locker room uh, everybody's bringing a different background different languages different music uh, but when it comes together it really becomes something beautiful
1: yeah, that's awesome. Uh, back to the, the Paul's question of, of people who are struggling, you know, what kind of advice you'd get them to go through it? And you said something about baseball, which I think is very telling, about the incremental approach, you know, what making the one little league team, then a Connie Mack team, a high school team, a college team, and to the major leagues. I think a lot of people, when they're in a dark moment, they feel overwhelmed by it, and they're looking to the end instead of just that one little thing that they can do today that will kind of get them going in the right path to kind of get them out of whatever challenges they happen to be facing. Would is that kind of again
0: back same, to what you were saying? Same thing like getting out of the slump too.
2: Right, right. Yes. Sort of take small steps, get back to basics basics. Yep. Yep. Uh can I mean be just dressing nicer that day. Mm-hmm. You know, getting up and 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 making your bed and you know and doing it well and and and, and putting on nice clothes and, and eating well. You know and and all those things start to build up to a better feeling as you go to the ballpark and and setting your your sights on the, the those kinds of goals those physical goals those whatever it is you need to work on to you know pitch your way out of something yeah you dressing nice isn't going to help you pitch better but it is going to help you feel better and, and 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 move closer to where you want to go and, and and feel good about things so um yeah, it's very, very small, very, very incremental, um, and it can be overwhelming. I mean, when I, I lost 18 games when you're in the major leagues, and um, I didn't get to 18 all at once. And I lost one at a time, <laughs> and another one, and another one, and until all of a sudden, I didn't know what to do. You know, I, I was trying to win three or four ball games. I couldn't make the pain go away. It wasn't going away with any immediate work that I was doing. It was a it was a steady slog. It was hard and um, it overwhelmed me. I'll be honest. It overwhelmed me and overtook me. Yeah. But you were able to move through it. Ultimately, I got through it. Yeah. And I had to really ask myself, you know, how, what's important, you know, because I, I it was I was playing with the Angels, my home. You know, I, I lived here. My wife's family's from here. A lot of my friends and our social situations were here. And yet I had this very public failure, this very public losing streak. And I felt like every restaurant I walked into, people were saying, oh, there's, you know, two and 12. Or, you know, they, no, I didn't have a name anymore. It was my record. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And And the gift. In your moment of pain, um, was that's not me? You know that's not winning is not me and losing's not me. You know it, that's, right. it, that's ultimately what you kind of get to, and it took very public failure for me to really get that lesson through my head.
0: That's the greatest lesson we can all have. Yeah. Is that is that lesson is, and that's why athletes that put it on the line every time they go out there are actors or musicians or, you know. Public speakers or whoever it might be then when you're you're in front of an audience. You're you're putting it out You're risking everything Most people don't do that most people don't have the courage to do that no, and those that do like you Jim um, And are able to move through those challenging moments Come become better Become a better human being you become more evolved you see life differently change your perspective
2: you agree you hope so. I mean, you hope so. You, do you you can go the other way, like you mentioned. You know, yeah. ad, adversity great success. Um, can push us down different paths too. We can choose different things. Sure. You know, so ultimately, it's our choice, though. Ultimately, it's your choice of what you take away from the experience.
0: But, but you're one of the things you, you speak in front of groups all the time now to uplift them because of what you experience. Tell us, tell us briefly about that. And, and how you evolved into that?
2: Uh, it's a great question. Uh, evolve is a good word for it because uh, I certainly didn't jump up on stage and, uh, <laughs> and love it. <laughs> um, but if you forgive my saying it, I came to appreciate my story. You know what I mean? And I, I was able to separate from it a little bit. And I, I retired earlier than I wanted to retire from baseball. I was in my early 30s. I envisioned. You retired, and you came back, right? I I did make a comeback, um, but I was still young. I was still, you know, I started at 21. I was done basically by 31. Um, and it was a painful end, you know. It wasn't, you know, a ceremony and parade. It was, you know, here, here's your ticket home and, and that's it. I've heard um, that story before. So. Yeah, right. And <laughs> you know, and the game yeah, goes I, on. You think it's, it's going to stop, but it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Um, And so I shrunk up a little bit. Um, I had wonderful blessings, great wife, great daughters, uh, and yet I couldn't see it. You know, I I was struggling uh, watching TV, watching the games, seeing my friends, seeing the places I loved. Um, But speaking, you know, after a while some people encouraged me to, you should share your story. and. I started to do it, you know, and I I had this little voice on my shoulder that was like nobody wants to hear this. Be quiet. What are you talking about? Get off this stage, you know. I my mouth would dry up. I got nervous, and and um, but I, I don't know. I just kind of stuck with it, and I and I tried very hard not to be a speaker. Like I tried very hard not to uh, read the speaker book. I just tried to tell a story, right? Right, right. and and man, I went to Iowa and I went to, you know, Ohio and and Florida and and Seattle and and all these places so far away from my home and so far away from where I played and people listened, Mm -hmm. you know, people recognized it and 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 related to it. And so it allowed me to make sense of my career. It allowed me to make sense of the sort of, and that's what led to my book. Um, Ultimately, was the speaking. You know, usually, it's the opposite. But um, you know, I said, "Hey, man, I, I got to be honest here. I, I had some great moments. You know, really great things happened. But I also had some really lousy things that happened. And and what, what what can I learn from this? And then when you travel and you speak to people, you find out that everybody has those exact same experiences. Right. And I, I know you've gone through that, Paul. Yes. And, and um, you know, it's it's it's. I get as much out of it now as is I feel like whatever it is that I speak about in, in whatever audience. You know, it, it's really, uh, you know, a traveling energy that goes back and forth between the story, you, and the audience. And, um, you know, I, I'm really thankful for that part of my life.
0: Well, keep doing it. You, you do a great job with it. Well, thank you're you. You're impacting yeah, people, yeah, and that's, that's, that's what
1: it's all that's about. That's what it's all about. Thank and, you. and bringing that back full circle to the, to the greatest gift uh, and our last question, do you think that being born with your disability was
2: ultimately your greatest gift that was given to you? Yes, I do, I do. Um, and I tell a story when I when I speak about my daughter uh, asking me at one point in her young life if I liked my little hand, you know, she asked me that exact question, you know, in a very simple childlike way. Right. And um, I've never stopped thinking about that, you know, since she asked it. Um, whether I liked my little hand, you know, do I like it? Um, and ultimately, it is who I am. You know, it's, it's what's different about me and and whatever experiences I've had. I, I hope that it's added a little empathy, as you spoke of. Um, but <clears throat> I know for sure I wouldn't have gone to the places that I went to without it you know, for better or worse. Um, and I'm thankful for the the fight that it's brought, you know, and um, yes, I do think it has been the defining aspect of, of who I am as a person. Hey guys, thanks for listening
1: to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.